Howdy, howdy. Whether it's your first time, last time, or somewhere in between, welcome to another episode of But It Was Alien, the number one extraterrestrial comedy podcast hosted by two former MIBs. I'm your host for today's probe, Moonwalker, and I'm joined in alien mischief by my co-host for today, Monsieur Greybeard. We've got an interesting one for you today, but before we get to it, how have you been, son? I've been lovely. <laughs> okay. So as you can see, I have a picture of someone there for you. You do, can yes. You, uh... you have a picture of Chris Jericho there, which I was looking at and wondering why you're asking me how I am whilst Chris Jericho appears to be pointing at me. That was just a sincere question asking how you were. I'm suspicious. I, I don't know <laughs> why Chris Jericho is here. Because <laughs> today we're going to... Today, we're probing the walls of Jericho. Oh, shit, son. (laughs) So get your shofars ready. Built around... Hold on. Would this be before or after the pyramids? About the same kind of time, maybe? We're going back. Way back. Back further than we've ever been. (laughs) Back into time. Built around 8,000 BCE out of undressed stones on the grounds of Tel Sultan, its Arabic name, which means Sultan's Hill, Tel Jericho, which is its Hebrew name, or Ancient Jericho. Mm -hmm. The walls of Jericho stood approximately 13 foot in height and 5 foot 11 inches in width and had backup in the form of the Tower of Jericho, which stood 28 foot tall. The tower was actually the tallest structure in the world until the Pyramid of Djoser was built. So it was before the pyramids. (laughs) Been a while since I wrote (laughs) this. The tower was used to not only protect the people, but the water supply too, from invading humans. (laughs) I like how you specify that. It was also used as a ritual centre and a political political symbol of communal power and territorial claim. And to add to its defensive capabilities, around the wall was a ditch, 27 foot wide and 9 foot deep. And I have a picture of part of the wall for you there. Okay, I'll look at the wall momentarily, but I just had a couple of things spring to mind whilst covering that. First of which, the Tower of Jericho. Why did he never go for a finisher called the Tower of Jericho? What would he do? Put them on his shoulders and then drop them. Maybe. In some description. Missed opportunity, Chris. Indeed. Secondly, whilst 13 feet is high, I was expecting them to be higher. Mm. Like obviously having this one on our list for quite a while I've stayed away from it and I know next to nothing about the walls of Jericho but I imagined it to be quite unscalable 13 foot uh, I can imagine getting like a hitch up <laughs> jumping off someone and you wouldn't be far how, off how tall is this person that's hitching you up Andre the Giant <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> It'd be difficult, don't get me wrong. You'd probably only... How tall was Andre the Giant? Seven 
feet four. So you would only be, oh, you'd be about 12 and a half, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) F you, son. (laughs) I'd be closer to 13. (laughs) But I wasn't talking about me specifically. (laughs) I wasn't alive back then. Or was I? But just in general, it's closer to being scalable than what I imagined. You could make a tiny ladder and still get up there. Probably could, yeah. Interesting. So looking at this photo, it's what you'd probably imagine, like an ancient wall, quite dirty. It looks like someone's brushed away. It's probably been covered over time and someone's brushed away to uncover it. Yeah, some of it is all crumbled. It's like an archaeological dig site of sorts with a stone wall. Not quite the finesse of ancient Egyptian work. All the stones are different sizes and kind of mushed together. But a wall it is. And it's quite a smooth wall, I must say. Yeah. There's not many bits sticking out which would have made it harder to climb without Andre the Giant. But then with bits sticking out, it could possibly make it easier to climb. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have many bits oh, sticking out. Oh. So there's not many bits to get your hands on to climb you meant it. with bits sticking out would have made it hard. No, it's kind of all jubbled, but perhaps they've been smoothed off on the front. According to Encyclopedia Britannica, the walls represent the earliest technology uncovered by archaeologists that can be ascribed unequivocally, unequivocally to purely military purposes. I query that statement. Query it you wish. What sort of animals were around at this time? That wall might have been to keep wild wolves or vicious elephants out. I appreciate it was to keep out humans, but it could have served dual purposes. Not unequivocally military. Unless we were going to war with the elephants and the wolves. Unequivocally. (laughs) This monumental wall was brought down during the Battle of Jericho. They broke the wall down! From the book of Joshua, it says that it was the first battle fought by the Israelites. Oh, Israelites. On their way to conquering Canaan. Canaan. Canaan, Canaan. Canaan. I think it's Canaan. I think it is Canaan or Canaan. <laughs> it's one of the two. I'm saying Canaan. Canaan. How they did this is they marched every day for a week around the walls and as they did, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant. Say what? For the first six days they marched once a day and on the seventh day, as they marched, the priests blew their shofars seven times. Shofars, which are ram's horns. I'm glad you clarified. (laughs) The Israelites let out an almighty shout and the walls fell. They then proceeded to enter the city and kill every man, woman, child, sheep, oxen and donkey they could find, sparing only the lives of the spies they had inside the city and the family that helped to shelter them. What the hell? Why would you kill the animals? What did the donkey do? Donkey? Yeah, to be fair, he's probably annoying. But what the oxen do? And the sheep? And the... I'd begrudge the children, but I guess I can understand about wiping out your enemies whilst I don't support it. 
but surely sense. you could just utilize the animals as resources but rewinding past that what the frick is this is from the bible well it's from the story of uh Carica. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they carried I, the Ark of the Covenant. I was about to say I've not read the Bible to know if this is in the Bible. So they did the wall come down through the power of the Ark of the Covenant, or is it the power of the horns and like sound vibrations, or is it both? Maybe the Ark of the Covenant was like a really big amp, so it amplified the horns. And that's why all the people were screaming and shit. And the way sound waves were travelling forward, hence why the people who were blowing the horns didn't burst themselves in the eardrum capacity. I was about to say they burst (laughs) I'm clutching to try and understand (laughs) this scientifically. It's either that or they're laser beams. (laughs) Freaking lasers. So how can a wall with defensive stats higher than the 5th Kazakage get toppled? Well, we know that glass can be shattered by sound. And when that sound hits the right frequency... <laughs> I am. But stone is made from different materials. So hitting that right frequency is less likely due to each material... Did my Siri just go off for some reason? I don't know what's happened there. (laughs) What did it find? I don't know. I clicked off it. It's gone. Apologies. It's all right. I told my Siri remains a diva. So the stones would have had different materials, so the frequencies would have been different for each stone and would act as a dampener to the others. Hmm. Taken from the abstract, an article on mechanical properties of granite under ultrasonic vibration, the new technique of using ultrasonic vibration to break hard rock is still in the experimental stage, but it has significant potential for improving the efficiency of hard rock crushing. And this was in 2019. So in 2019... They are talking about the experimental stages of ultrasonic vibration technology. Yet we've got this potentially going on in 8000 BCE. That we do. Okay, I'm just going to sit back, relax and believe. Were the Israelites able to manifest power beyond their current capabilities? If so... How? I think I see where this one is going. <laughs> Let's look at the shofar. Yay, I get it. What? <laughs> We've got a picture of a man blowing a ram's horn. It's quite lengthy. What do you reckon? Probably around three to four feet in length. I'd kind say of about curly. two and a half, three foot. It's longer than his arm. Just... Uh, regardless, I'm intrigued as to who this man is. He's got like a hat on. I don't know how to describe that hat. It's almost like a religious hat, but it's not a skull cap. But he's really giving it a blow. That's quite the horn blow. I can imagine the sound is hard to picture. 
that man taking down the walls of Jericho. What if there was more of him? Seven of them. (laughs) (laughs) Very hard to imagine with that horn. I need to understand more about the Ark of the Covenant, I think. So these are blown, these shofars Mm -hmm. are blown by experts known as Ba'el Toke or Ba'el Teke. Master of the Blast. (laughs) Master Blaster. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a huge honour. The shofars themselves are made of ram's horns and have no pitch-altering capabilities themselves. So it is all accomplished by the user. Were these horns a weapon gifted from beings of another world? It's a crazy notion, isn't it? Incredibly, yeah. (laughs) But I've kind of already got there in my mind, thinking that whatever the Ark is, that's like some sort of alien amplifying tech. Well, how about the Ark of the Covenant? (laughs) How about it? (laughs) Here's a picture of it for you. Okay, so it's kind of like in indie, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it's a big box, essentially. Big golden kind of box with two curtain poles one on either side of the box and then two winged angelic creatures possibly angels <laughs> kneeling with their wings touching tips okay in this next bit you're gonna to have to excuse my pronunciation of some of these names i look forward to this <laughs> in the book of exodus moses is said to have created the ark with the help of bazael and aholiab is Bazalel, a fallen angel. Are you thinking Azazel? I'm not thinking or Azazel. I'm, Beelzebub? I'm probably thinking of a mixture of the two, but Bezalel sounds familiar. Not to me. Exodus. Not to say that I know every name of every fallen <laughs> angel, but... Mister hasn't read the Bible. <laughs> it doesn't sound familiar. Okay. However, in the book of Deuteronomy, it's believed... That Moses solely created the ark himself. But whoever created it is unimportant compared to what it housed. Not only did it house the Ten Commandments, but it also housed the Aaron's rod. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron's rod, eh? Okay. And manna. An edible substance gifted from God. So below is a picture of Aaron's rod. (laughs) Okay, in the picture we've got an elderly gentleman with a grey mess of hair and a long grey beard holding a wooden staff with flowers on the end whilst several gentlemen look on in sheer amazement they are absolutely mesmerized mesmerized by aaron's rod mesmerizing properties they yeah they truly do look mesmerized i got a little bit confused as you were going on that so moses created the ark in exodus it says he created it with someone else in the book of deuteronomy it says he created it himself okay well i'm going that he created it with someone else Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) 
obviously deep down I'm cool and bullshit. <laughs> I'm thinking if this thing has magical or alien abilities, then Bezalel and Oholiab or Holiob are either fallen angels, aliens, or jinn. Some sort of magical beings. Now, what if these were actually gifts from aliens? Mm-hmm. And they realised that these humans wouldn't be able to comprehend such a thing, so used God as it would be much easier for them. Mm. Moses was able to part the Red Sea with the rod he was bestowed with, and Aaron's... <laughs> 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 Bring the whole new meaning to it now. Stowed with a lengthy rod. <laughs> and Aaron's, when dropped, turned into snakes, which devoured the Pharaoh's sorcerer's rods when they did the same. This is sounding all kinds of peculiar right now. Did the staff help to amplify the horns, or was there something else? in there I've got no idea <laughs> I've got really confused now was it a case of testing the power of the horn per day <laughs> did don't, they know how don't question the power of the horn <laughs> make you do all sorts of things did they know how loud they needed to be or were there specific instructions within the arc mm-hmm. are these particular shofar and the arc two parts of the same alien weapon I say no I say the Ark is an alien boombox in essence it's but then was it created purely to pull down the walls because that power is not going to be of great use after you've pulled down the wall it's a lot of effort when you could just climb over the wall surely it'd be more useful to create something that flies if you climb over once you're in, they know you're there. If you use the power of the horn and blow down the walls of Jericho, that leaves everyone shocked, confused, disorientated. They don't know what the hell's going on. You've just brought down the walls of Jericho. Mm. Break the walls down. Then did... God, this is confusing. So he parted the seas with the same rod. Not the rod of Aaron. Moses (laughs) had his own rod. Not Aaron's rod. But if they had the same tech, maybe the ark was full of rods. Maybe they were gifted. Rods. Rods. And they all had the same, like, sound frequency vibration technology. And so Moses used his... Used his (laughs) to part the seas. Mm. I'm still not saying that the horns are part of the alien tech. Skeptics to this notion claim that the walls fell to either one huge earthquake or several smaller ones, as the locale has a long history of tremors. Did the Israelites just get lucky? Or were they trying to cause the earthquake with their alien tech? <laughs> so what's happened here is someone has tried to explain it away by an earthquake and somebody who already thinks it's aliens has tried to then connect that back to aliens. Well, yeah, it was an earthquake created by the aliens. 
Still aliens. When you mention that the horns and the shouting brought down the walls, a lot of people are immediately dismissive because they assume that the walls fell from a sound blast. But what if they were trying to disrupt the foundation underneath and they were trying to cause a seismic shift? Earthquakes are the result of a sudden release of energy in the Earth's shell, which results in seismic waves. Is this the true power of the alien horn? The alien horn creates earthquakes, essentially. So other than... That's like a weapon of mass destruction, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I was trying to think if there's a positive purpose for this, but I guess it's reasonable to assume that alien races would also have weapons of mass destruction. I wish I knew more about the two warring peoples. There is more. I haven't got more. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious as to why they were warring and why the aliens chose the side... That they did. Yeah. This is the part of the show where we turn to science. In an article from John Noble Wilford published in New York Times, it states that Dr. Brian G. Wood says that he cannot confirm that the walls fell during the battle and not simply from decay. The Tower of Jericho may not have been used for defensive purposes either. Some believe that it was built to create inspiration to convince people to work harder. It was used to show people what could be done. To G people up. <laughs> work harder. Look what we can accomplish. <laughs> Here's a house. Now build 25. Intriguing. One question. Mm-hmm. So... It just decayed, potentially, rather than falling in battle. Yeah. But parts of the wall are still up, and it's stone. Does stone really decay that much? Probably weathered. Because hmm. if you look at an old... I suppose an old castle starts to fall apart at some point, doesn't it? Yeah, good call. Although they also were destroyed by people as well. Mm. But no, I suppose as the ground moves, things are naturally going to fall down, aren't they? Whilst the stone itself doesn't necessarily go away they were gathered and used for other things because it fell Mm. a quote from british archaeologist kathleen kenyon who excavated the site in the 1950s says it's a sad fact that of the town walls of the late bronze age within which period the attack by the israelites must fall by any dating not a trace remains The excavation of Jericho, therefore, has thrown no light on the walls of Jericho, of which the destruction is so vividly described in the book of Joshua. There are also some who believe that she was wrong, and that a more detailed look into excavations throughout the century show that she has made a discrepancy in the dates, and that the destruction takes place at the exact time as it says in the Bible. Uh, Yes, this was in the Bible. So the Bible is accurate around this element, certainly, then. Apparently so. The Bible's a funny thing, isn't it? It's put together of so many different accounts and whatnot. And it's hard to know what would be factual, what could potentially be changed over time... 
obviously there are other religious texts predating the Bible that contain the same kinds of stories and whatnot. But you'd imagine something monumental like a wall going down probably would be documented. Mm-hmm. But then, like we say, they could be stories. And yeah. history has taught us that the victor can dictate how the story goes. Mm-hmm. So if they won the battle, per se, they could say, we did it this way. Hmm. Are there aliens in the Bible? Not to say that it wasn't (laughs) alien tech. I'm still suspicious as to who gave them this tech in the first place. Who are these people that worked on the Ark of the Covenant? I'm quite fixated on that. I want to know more. Because that's the crux of this story. Where did that shit come from? They were gifts from God. But what if God wasn't God? That is basically ancient astronaut theory. (laughs) Taken from an article from Dr. Wood in 1999, he seems to change his mind from what he found in the early 90s. So that first quote I read out earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. He's changed his mind. He's backtracked. He's... <laughs> Damn. I was wrong. Jericho was once thought to be a Bible problem because of disagreement between archaeology and the Bible. When the archaeology is correctly interpreted, however, just the opposite is the case. The archaeological evidence supports the historical accuracy of the biblical account in every detail. Every aspect of the story that could possibly be verified by the findings of archaeology is in fact verified. Okay, so basically what's been verified is the time period in which this happened. Because you can't really tell anything else by archaeology, can you? There's a wall and it came down on this date. (laughs) That doesn't tell us how or why. (laughs) He says it does. (laughs) And the Bible only says that it was the two peoples, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even recall what they were called now. Gosh, it's just gone from me. Israelites, Israelites. and uh, Canaan? Yeah. There are many... Oh, go on. I, I just want to know who the Canaan are, really. I don't know anything about them, and it's quite hard to come up with alternative theories here without knowing about them. True, true. What, what did they do to make... The Israelites so pissy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> essentially, just that. Did they, like, kidnap their princess or... What, what made them seek out alien help? <laughs> Use alien tech. Hmm, why weren't the aliens supporting them? What if they just wanted to test their technology? What if they don't actually care what happens? This is just an experimental playground to them where they can, yeah, test (laughs) the things they've came up with. They don't care how. Yeah, you folks all go kill each other. We're fine with that. We just want to see if it actually works. There are many ideas as to how the walls of Jericho came down. Both Garstang and Kenyon found evidence of earthquake activity at the time that the city met its end. Intriguing. If God did use an earthquake to accomplish his purposes that day, it was still a miracle since it happened at precisely the right moment and was manifested in such a way 
as to protect Rahab's house. No matter what agency God used, it was ultimately he who through the faith of the Israelites brought the walls down. After the people had marched around them for seven days, it was by the faith the walls of Jericho fell down. No, (laughs) we can't even verify that an earthquake just happened and wiped out this civilization and the Israelites came along and (laughs) reaped the benefits like a couple of weeks later or something. We can't prove that one way or the other. All we know is that there was a wall there and then there was no longer a wall there. Are you trying to evidence say of an earthquake. that their faith in God didn't reward them with alien technology to blow down <laughs> the walls of Jericho? Yes, because if they had faith in God, but aliens rewarded them, it wouldn't be the faith in God that rewarded them, it'd be the aliens. How did they know those aliens weren't messengers of God? If they were what if (laughs) they told them we are the messengers of god stop throwing so many questions at me you're getting my mind in a fuddle (laughs) derailed my argument now (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) if they were praying to aliens and then aliens came and rewarded them with technology that's not even provable we're purely speculating here so what if god is an alien would they have not prayed to an alien and then aliens came down and gave them the tech that's a better argument still not buying it but (laughs) (laughs) but it's better we've come to the part of the show where we find out if greybeard will try and squirm his way out of saying but it was aliens squirm yourself is this (laughs) aliens (laughs) I suppose the question I'm asking, is it not, is it aliens? Was alien technology used to bring down the walls of Jericho? (laughs) I really like the idea of that. It's interesting when you can apply our sciences to things that have happened to understand technology we don't have. But I can't say that it was aliens. So I'm not saying that it was aliens. I wish that the but Bible... Was it Israelites of alien tech? <laughs> no, because that would still be saying that it's aliens. <laughs> they were indirectly... or in fact, they would have been directly responsible because they've probably encouraged it, but no. I would like the accounts to specifically say that aliens were involved, and they do not, to my knowledge. Fair enough. I, on the other hand, can't bring myself to say it was aliens either. Squirmer. I think they either got extremely lucky with an earthquake, and I mean extremely lucky with an earthquake, or they were let into the city by spies. As I mentioned earlier, that mm. spies were... Yeah, you did, yeah. In it. So they were let in, and the horns were used to message them. It was a signal. Good call. So I don't believe they had alien technology at all. They just found a smart way of getting people in there beforehand and getting themselves in by manipulating people. Kind of Trojan-esque. 
Yeah, like the Trojan horse. Mm, makes sense. Thank you for listening to us today. We took a trip way back. Back into time. We appreciate every one of you. Even you, Nick. <laughs> You're my boy, Nick. <laughs> Stephanie, 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 Stephanie. How's that feel? <laughs> so before we go, I'd just like to share with you the facts of Jericho. Nice. <laughs> Number one. Owen Hart was his wrestling inspiration. Mm-hmm. Number two. He first competed under cowboy Chris Jericho. Before he was Lionheart. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. He was the first undisputed WWF champion. Mm-hmm. He has released eight albums with his band Fozzy. At time of recording. One of which was a live album. And Chris Jericho loves this podcast. (laughs) Okay, number five was a lie, but let's make it real. He actually had on his podcast not too long ago someone who is known for UFO stories and whatnot, like a UFO researcher. One of the bigger serious podcasts in the field. So, and he does like paranormal stuff. So it's not beyond reason that he would love us if he ever found out about us. Tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him. Tell him. That's it from us today. Remember, the truth is up there.